This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, so welcome guys, this is the Brentford v Leicester preview, we're playing them on Saturday, uh, we've just come off losing 3-1 at home to Chelsea, really, uh, tough match, Fires got sent off in the end, which was, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was the right decision if you watch it back and play back. I, I must admit, obviously we were going to get into more topics, but yeah. for me, I'm not too sure why that was a yellow card for the second event, I, I, I saw the challenge and he was, he didn't even touch him, he didn't even touch him, he... Their player ran over him after he was on the ball. I think it was just a rash tackle because it's from behind. Yeah. It's a rash tackle and it, it does stop one of their players. I think it was an unnecessary challenge, which is probably why it was a red card because it was, I think, it was a second yellow. So uh, that, that was just one thing anyway. So yeah. obviously, the whole round performance, you know, we, we hit the post two or three times in that match. Obviously, Drewsville had a sitter. So if buts and maybes, but we did come away from it with a three-one loss against Chelsea. Obviously now we're going into Brentford this weekend, which is our last match before the international break. I just want to talk about some topics I've got here. The main one for me is could it be Rogers' last match? Say if we were to lose against Brentford, it's a great time to sack him because obviously we've got international breaks, so it's a good amount of time. Obviously, you look at the Leicester players, you not there'll be a handful which won't go or will go to the Today, sorry, then national club, but there'll be a lot of players that will still be around Leicester. You know, a lot of the first team that we have at the moment will still be at training at Leicester. So, if we were to just get to Brentford, really, do you think Rogers could get the sack, or do you think he, we're just going to stick him out to the end of the season? Well, you know my opinion. I think we should stick him out to the end of the season, and then if you, then I would say maybe the best choice is to let him go. Um, and don't get me wrong, I can see, I can see. It happening. I can see him getting rid of him any time now. Um, he probably after the Brentford game, but like I say, I've always said for me, it's just a bit too risky. But I understand if he would go now, um, and I hope if if he does get the sack, somebody comes in and hopefully changes it around. But for me, it's just I, again, I I look at it. I think Brentford, as much as they are incredible at home at the moment, and they're not lost, and they don't have how many games at home. They're still there for the taking. And they've dropped points the last two games um, to Everton. And I can't remember who else. But, yeah, they've dropped points. I, I do feel like we could get a draw out of them. But, again, that's not them losing 
uh, at home we are drawing to them so for me a draw is good enough against Brentford um, and it's a point going up on the table yeah I mean talking back a bit about like, the whole Rodgers situation obviously Brentford they're a tough game they're you know they're doing well in the season they've not lost at home in a while they've been undefeated for quite a long time obviously until Everton there was I think it was 13 games on the bounce undefeated mm-hmm. until they lost to Everton which wasn't good for us to be honest we could have done with Brentford beating them again uh, but I think one of the another like key issue from the Chelsea game I I picked up for that for me that was the first time I've seen fans boo a substitution I don't think I've ever seen someone get as much stick to taking Mendy off Sumare as I did on Saturday. I think that was one of the worst decisions I think I've ever seen subs-wise be made from a player who was, let's be honest, he was one of the only players that was actually running around the pitch trying to get the ball back for him to take him off in the 60th minute. I think it was a very unusual decision from Rodgers. For me, almost it's how, it seems like he's trying to get the sack making those changes. Because I don't know what goes through his head to bring on someone like Samari, who hasn't, for me personally, hasn't played a decent game in the Premier League as of yet, being here for two years. Yeah, um, I don't know. The way I was looking at the Mendy situation was, to be honest, other than, I don't know if you can remember, the two like two challenges in a row where Mendy made in the midfield um, at some point in the game. And that was the only time, really, I really noticed Mendy. Obviously, obviously you, you can't deny he did have a good game, but... It wasn't too much noticeable for me that made Mendy an outstanding, outstanding player in the match. But obviously, a lot of people did. Um, so I could understand why people were angry when he made the sub. But then again, the way I'm looking at it as well is Rogers obviously did this for a reason. I said to Jamie on his show a few days ago that as much as people might not like the, like the, like the start of Rogers in charge now, I'm sure, and I'm there's, there's no doubt that Rodgers is not putting players on the pitch to to to, to lose the game even more. I, like for me, obviously, like say with the Madison situation where they brought on Evans, and they brought Madison off. That was more damage limitation, I guess. I think one of the big problems with that is, is a lot of fans. There was ten minutes to go when that substitution happened, and yes, we were ten men down. But that that for me screams yeah. we're we're going to sit back and not we've we've lost this game. We're not going to concede anymore. But for me, I would have rather stick Madison off. I would have done a substitution. I would have put Vardy up front mm. with Nacho and like have three strikes up there and lose 5-1. But then go for it, you know, because it, it's more, yeah, you see, obviously the goal difference at this point is what could keep us up because obviously we've got a little bit better the goal difference than the teams around us. But for me, we we shouldn't be in a situation where we have to rely on potentially staying up through golden difference. No, I get that. And like you were saying, back back to the Mendy situation as well, it's like, for, again, for me, like, as much as people don't like tomorrow either, when you look at it, you think it is, it is the same sort of substitution, which, again, we moan out saying it's always the same for same sort of players, but on his day, tomorrow isn't bad. Again, it's just when he came on and how bad he played for us, yeah. just made it look even worse for him, for me, anyway. Um, but, yeah, is there any other topics you want to talk about? Yeah, I think we'll move on to the next one. I'd say a leader on the pitch is obviously one of the topics. After watching the Chelsea game, Madison was captain for the game, but I wouldn't say I saw much captaincy from him. I think he's a decent player. Well, he obviously is a great player, but as captain, as far as captain goes, I don't think he's quite a leader in the pitch. I think, he, I think we saw against Chelsea on Saturday. He did lose his head a little bit, which is 
something we don't need from a captain. You, for me, you always need someone like you know Big Wes, who's always solid. He'll calm the team down. I think for me, a lot at the moment, we don't have a mature team. I'd, I'd love to see someone who's you know 30 years old, mm. a captain who's been around for a bit and knows how to settle the team down a bit. Which for me, I thought all Brian brought brings in a bit more. I, obviously, Evans is too injury prone to be doing that consistently. So. I think a big issue at the moment from the is we don't have an actual week in week out captain that you know he will calm the team down, and I think that is a big part of where we lack at the moment. Yeah, like I say, we really have lost a lot of that leadership in the team. Obviously, we lost Michael, we lost we lost obviously Big Wes a few years ago now. I don't know how many years that was now, but like I say, that that's what I mean. There's been so many players that have left us or now gone on loan that. For me, just we've just not got anyone in the team now. Other than like obviously one of our best players in Madison that you probably would give it to at the moment. Obviously, Yori when he was fit was given it. So, but now you look at it with them out. I don't see Madison as that sort of captain. He's not the guy to tell everyone what to do because he wants to concentrate on his own game in the game. Um, so now you've got to look at it. It probably is our best chance is Evans, and you know my opinion on Evans. I don't. Like you said, he's too injury prone, and when he's on the pitch, for me, he's a bit too slow. And at times, he costs us in the back line. But again, he's the only one with any sort of background in how to how to win games. So now you probably do bring him in. Now phases out, and you let him be the captain because he is the club captain at the moment. Yeah, I think I think Evans will probably start the weekend. I don't. He's, he's not going to pick Soy and Chu because no. whatever reason he doesn't like Soy and Chu. Marty could pick a Marty. There's a chance he could go for him. There's a chance he could pick a Marty Evans and go for a back three again. I think that would kill us off against Brentford if we did a back three of Evans, a Marty, and so didn't you, personally? I do. I do prefer the back for back three slash back five because obviously then you do play two up top. You can still play a four at the back with two up top, but it's a bit less in the midfield slash in the defence areas. So. Again, I just as much as I want to play a back three, you can't with what we've got in yeah. available at the moment. You you don't want to play a Marty Evans and Sue to the back. You want to be playing the likes of um, Sun Chu, Faze, and Sue. It's a lot more solid, a lot more been taller. Season, so. Yeah, and because we know he's not going to play, that's why I would not play a back three. Yeah, uh, again, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I think one a, li- a little positive to take away from the weekend games. Daka obviously got a goal first time he's started a game in a long time, mm. and he he did play pretty decent. He took his chance well. It's about the only thing he did, but it's about the only thing every player did. Let's be yeah. honest, no one else did anything else. So does does Daka make his way into first team? Alongside Nacho, because I thought when Daco, 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 Daco and Nacho up front played, they played well together, and obviously we created a decent little chance and we scored it. Do you put Daco back into the starting eleven? I do. I much prefer him in the t- in the lineup when we're playing top top over Vardy. For me, obviously, we we saw a few years ago when he and actually played with Vardy a lot of the time. It did work, but now I think Vardy are, is starting to lose his edge, I guess, in the clinical area and just being in the Attacking the points now, so now it comes down to Daka being the second man yeah. um, behind Ianacho to kind of help that out. And like I say, he had a good strike and good goal. Um, as much as you could probably say the keeper should have done better on his shot, it was a good finish. Um, quite clinical to getting in that corner, but again, for me, Daka goes in that team, um, and then maybe Vardy's back up on the bench. Yeah, I agree. 
a goals are comp for me again. This is a, a complete Rogers disaster class, uh, as you put it, where he took Zaka off. He was a better striker than um, the two, and he takes him off. Uh, you know, the, I think a lot of things as well stem from confidence. Zaka gets a goal, and taking him off over Nacho, what's that signal saying to Zaka, who's just scored a goal? It must be he'd be like, well, "What have I done wrong? I just scored a goal. Why am I coming off?" Um, so, for me, I, I'd start Dakar again. I don't know if Rogers would start him because I think with Fines being out, we might play a different team. We might go back with one up top with Barnes and Tete back in. Team, I, I put my team as uh, Evan Suter, Ricardo, Castagna, Mendy, Drewsbill, Pratt, Madison, Dakar, and Nacho because I, I, for me, I know we probably won't do it, but I would much prefer to see passing it through the middle of the pitch. Sliding it through for Dak, who's you know he's got the limbs on him to run and chase after a ball, which is what we saw against Chelsea. But we, he was just too far on the right side doing it down the wing. If we were more directional with how we passed it, we could create a lot more chances that way. And that's how I'd like to see. Is again, I don't think Rogers would play that way. I think we're going to go back to Barnes and Tete on the wings. It's a hard one because uh, as much as I think we, I, I honestly, as much as it wasn't the greatest game against Chelsea, I thought we played better in certain areas when we played top top. Um, because we did create chances again, uh, we just didn't obviously finish them. Um, so now I do, I do go up against um, Brentford with the same kind of lineup, but going four at the back instead of three at the back, um, and just like you, like you said, be a bit more direct. Because I still think we can play width-wise with, like, say, with the KDH and perhaps playing on the wing for us a lot of the time. As much as he's not a winger, he is fast. I would say he is fast enough to not beat a man, but to get past the man at times, like huge ball count because he's strength. But yeah, like I say, Madison putting balls through the middle instead of having to go wide all the time to set in bonds and then having to try and cr- cross it in with no one being there. For me, it's much better to and, be a bit more direct. Like through the middle. Yes. You've got Madison, you know, you got Zach, uh, Nacho up front. I, I think he's not that slow. He is quite a fast man on, on his day. He's so. fast and he can hold the ball up strong, which is, again, I, I think we should play that way. But yeah. you know, this is probably Rodgers. It's one you know he's got one thing in his locker and that's right on the wing the wings mm-hmm. and cross into you know Daka and Nacho who you know can shoot and not header um I'm just going to put this comment by Scott he says how many more chances can we can he give Ward and Danny Ward was a bit of a liability again against Chelsea it's one of those things where we can say how many more chances can we give Ward there isn't anyone else really to replace him you've got Iverson and you've got Smithies so, for yeah. me, I, I, I said when Casper went, we should have signed a new keeper there and there because I didn't think Ward was good enough. He was at 10 years of his professional you, career. You really got to look games. You really got to look at it and think how many games would we have either drew or won than when we have lost. But if Ward Casper was in the team. If so. Casper or someone better in goal, because like say, the, the chances that Chelsea had, the first one from Chilwell, you cannot be letting that in. Yeah, I think rumours as well that Casper didn't want to leave Leicester. He, mm, yeah. he he was looking to stay, but he kind of got pushed out the door a little bit. He was, I think he, he even said he wants to, I think he's, he's openly said he wants to come back to Leicester. Yeah. He would come back to Leicester. And I'd take him in a heartbeat. I, I think, I think now we've seen how the season have gone with the keeper we've had. Obviously, obviously there's barely a chance in the Premier League. I'd probably like to see it. I think both of us have put him into the lineup yeah. for uh, Saturday. Um, mainly for me because of they are predominantly a Danish side, uh, Brentford. So hopefully that would be an impact, I guess. But like you say, Ward hasn't been great. So for me, you've got to change something. And the less games we've got to play, the more time, the more like 
which quite more pressure is on to change the team at some point because you want to keep warding for the rest of the season. That could be a massive impact on why if we lose games or not. Because for me, we probably don't see two of the goals against Chelsea if he's not in the goal. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his comment from March, we've got Leno or Pope in when they were available. I mean, I agree. I know Reedy's not the biggest fan of Leno. No, no, it's, it's not the fact that it's both, I think both of them were in a situation where at that point of the, of the window, we couldn't afford to do them. We couldn't, yeah, we, we, we couldn't we even get anyone had, in until later. We had, a, we had a money problem for every reason, which is hence why Casper went and Ward yeah. is the number one. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's going to cost us a lot more money to get relegated. Mm. Then, you know, I think just a little bit of investment. It's not always, I know, obviously, I, I, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to know, but it could have been down to financial fair players to why we couldn't buy players because we had a lot of wages. I think. I saw a stat that we're the seventh highest team for wages or something mm. like that this season, which is a lot considering, you know, we're fourth bottom with one point off relegation. Yeah. So I, I would have liked to see a new keeper come in. I would have even liked to see one come in in January, to be honest with you. I thought that was really a, a lacking weak spot in our team. I wouldn't have got two, oh, we got two, uh, Suter and Christensen, which were, I think, two pretty good signings at, at the end. They've done themselves justice i'd say at the moment they do pretty decent in the team but i think a keeper is what we really are lacking at the moment yeah again i've always said that because we brought smithies in as a third choice we're just not going to be looking into a keeper but if we do somehow stay up at the moment and we do get to the summer in the premier league i think we have to look at that situation because it's not good enough we've conceded too many goals this season and as much as you say it could be the tactics or how the whole team's playing it does go down to the more goals you can see it is down to the goalkeeper yeah I, because I mean, obviously the defense can do all they can to keep the ball out, out out of the goalkeeper's way but when he gets to the keeper he's got to either stop them or do his best to stop them going in and at the moment we've seen so many times where balls have gone in the net and you're like how's he not saved that yeah i mean you saw against chelsea Joel's first goal it was i mean one the defender should have, whoever was on the left side should have put him down because whoever's out there should have you know, obviously the cross came back into the box, but the the goal was almost slow motion save from Ward because you saw, see him drop down. It's it's his, you know, it's his it's his corner. It's, that's his goalpost to mark, and he's yeah. let the ball go through. The chip goal, I think it was a hard goal. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect many keepers to say it was a good finish, but mm. I think again he just didn't try. He just watched it go in. Yeah, there's so many memes around that now. He's just he, him looking he, at it. Yeah, he could have at least jumped for. Yeah. Even if it still goes in, he just for me he's just like oh, even if he falls over trying to die for it, he still tries. And then the third goal, I mean, again, the third goal was a bit of defensive error and stuff, but it's a good finish. Also. It, it was a good lie. finish. But if you look at Ward again, he's mm. he's scatterbrained. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's running mm. back, forward, forward, back, left, right. He doesn't know where to go. And for me, he's been doing it all season, and I think it's just cost us one too many goals. I think moving on to the next thing, a bit like you said about rumour, Jamal wanting to come back and stuff, is moving that there is some players that. Apparently in the club, do want Rogers out because they don't like his tactics. They're, they're not letting them have their own views on the situation. Uh, apparently there was a board meeting on Sunday. God knows what about could have been about anything. Uh, for me, I genuinely, I hope. I know it's a bad sense, but I hope that if we were to lose against Brentford, that Rogers does go and we have bring in a new manager. I'm not really fussed who the manager is. I know obviously people say. 
oh, we need a good manager now. And this, I would just bring in a caretaker manager. And I've seen Craig Shakespeare been pulled up there. He would know the lads. He knows the club. I think for me, he would do a decent job for 10 games. He'd get the most out of them. Martin O'Neill, I've heard that his name had been thrown around out there. He could come back for the last 10 games. I know that you're like pulling faces there, really, because you No, yeah, it's just I'm just worried that the point of if we do get rid of someone and it doesn't work when we bring someone else in to try and keep us up. I just feel like we've got a bit as much as it's not obviously solid at all at the moment, there's more solidity. We've got a solidity, solidity in there at the moment because of how we've set up and at times we've played okay. But the fact is if we do get rid of it and we do bring someone else in and it doesn't work, it's more the point of it, it is a gamble. Seven points. Seven points Apparently, we've only got seven points as well. And two wins there is from Villa and Spurs. yeah, so six points against in in two weeks. That that's pretty bad by Leicester's start for what we should what we should be hitting. Um, well, like like you were saying, with uh, the players wanting Rogers out in the background, but it is tough to obviously understand the whole situation. And getting a new manager in could it could sink us as a club, obviously. We never know how. I well get there is a manager bounce that people always talk about, but I think uh, again, within, there's, there's been situations where it's just not happening. For me, so. within Leicester, when we've seen a manager do bad and then gets like a new manager comes in, they always seem to do well straight yeah. away. For me, I think that I don't know if that's just a confidence thing within the players, but I would, I would personally like to see Rogers go and we get a bounce back. And even if we win three or four games in a row. I think that's all. That's all we need, really. We we've got to step this season. Let's be honest; it's going to be tight at the bottom. They obviously say forty points is safe. I think that's not the case this year. I think if you're more looking to thirty to thirty-five points would be, you know, safe, but by marginal, you know, marginal amounts because they're all they're all doing that. So, you know, the same kind of every team's doing the same. You know, form of picking up mm-hmm. points and they'd lose next week, and we would do the same eventually. We would win two or three in a row, then go back to losing four or five. It's quite from Scott at times, really, that's the issue. No, I, I do I do understand that, and I, I'm i all for the players. I, like I said, I've always said to, I've said to everyone in here that, for me, it's as much as Rodgers can lift the players and motivate them, for me, I want to see them do it on the pitch. The amount of times I've heard that Faze or Castagna said that every game now is a cup final, show it us. I'm sorry, but... As much as Rogers can, we don't know if Rogers is motivating them or not. Obviously, obviously, Sam doesn't think so. There's many fans that say he doesn't, but we don't know that. And for me, I just want to see a bit more fight, like Mendy does against against Chelsea. Just put, just put a foot in, just stick your leg in and try and win a win a, a ball in the middle of the park. Just try and show us a bit of fight, and we'll get up for you. We'll, we will be chanting, um, and that's what all it takes is for the fans to start backing the boys we just want to see it um for me and if it happens with rogers it happens without rogers i don't mind it's just as long as we see some pride to, yeah, to make sure we stay on the main thing is rogers owes nothing to the club mm. he, he's not a fan those fans obviously are all passionate about it because it's our club rogers at the end of the day is going to get his big paycheck week in week out and he's going to get a massive payout he's never going to quit leicester mm. unless we got relegated i think if we were to go championship he would quit but um he gets a massive payout if we sack him, which is I think he's waiting out for that. Again, at the end of the day, he's thinking this is a business move for him. He's not a Leicester fan. He doesn't owe anything to Leicester. He won the FA Cup with us. He, he'll be looking. I've I've done all this at Leicester. He'll go out and say after this, yeah, they didn't give me the backing. They didn't give me the money. Look at what I did with what I had. And someone like Spurs come and get him. 
to the next season. Yeah. And for me, I just, I, it'd be nice to have a manager that actually cares about the club, like as fans do, because I don't think Rogers cares about the club. Like we, well, like you say, there. What Mark says, he says that he has no passion inside on the sidelines. Like, like one side, obviously, we know that Rogers isn't that sort of manager. He isn't Conte who runs down the pitch when we score a goal. But I, as I would prefer a manager who does that because we want to see that passion and that fight in there. But we obviously do know that Rogers just isn't that mad to do that. Um, and we've just got to, I wouldn't say respect it, but we know who he is. We know how he is, so we can't expect anything other than that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like you say, managers are different. Not everyone will be running up and down the pitch. I think that for me, that that, that doesn't matter. It's more about the performances yeah. on the pitch. And for me, that's what's killing Rogers off. Yeah. The fact that he's not showing these performances of a manager that we know he can be because he's obviously proven it in the past. But to move on to end this reading, I am going to ask for a score prediction for the Brentford game, the last game for international break. The team, obviously, there's no fives going to be available for this weekend. You know, where do you see? Who's picking up points? Do you see us picking up points? What is your final score prediction for it? Um, against against the likes of Brentford at, at their place, it's always going to be hard. And for me, I'm just going to have to take a draw. I'll be amazing if we can get a win like we did last year, when we weren't expected to win there. Um, I remember when Tillman scored absolute rocket there um, to win us the game. But for me, I'm, I'd take a point there. Obviously, it's not the greatest of points we can get, but. I'd happily take points against Brentford at their place. Yeah, um, it, it's not going to be a clean sheet. I think we know that. Uh, the way we play, we we conceding goals for fun. Mm. Uh, for me, against Brentford, they're, they've not lost at home in a while. Uh, again, they're a good club. I, I genuinely don't see us getting anything from it, to be honest with you. Uh, this is just me. I know I'm being negative and stuff, but... I'm just looking at what we've played and what we've got upcoming. I think Brentford's a very, very tough game to go. In. I thought, I think Chelsea for me would have been maybe a slightly easier game than Brentford at home than yeah. Brentford away. So sorry, playing Chelsea at home was easier than playing Brentford away for me. Uh, so if we go in with the same mentality we did with against Chelsea, obviously missing Fies, a lot plays out of form. If nothing's going to motivate this week, I'm going to say three-one to Brentford. That, that's yeah. my and I think someone I think someone commented a bit earlier about Brentford do have Southampton tomorrow. Um, yeah, tomorrow. And obviously that's a big game for us as well. Because we, we don't want Southampton winning that. We need Brentford. Um, that. But then again, if we Brentford don't want Brentford right, winning that going into Saturday. So we, we I think I, I think out of everything we probably probably say a draw is probably the best for each side of it. But then obviously if you want to look I at the league table, again, we, we want we want Brentford to win. Yeah. We just need Brentford Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.